Welcome to the New York Now podcast, a modern wholesale market for retailers and specialty buyers seeking diversity and discovery. Gathering twice a year in America's design capital, New York City, it's where buyers and designers unearth a refreshed and dedicated collection of eclectic lifestyle products. Hi, I'm Dondra Glover, podcast host and senior producer for New York Now. And today, we're excited to welcome special guest, Kim Brown, founder of Coco X Artisan Soaps, an artisanal and holistic collection of handmade body butters and soaps. Coco X is here in February 2022, making its New York Now indie brand winter market debut. Founder Kim Brown, having grown up in a family of artisan soap makers, inspired forward in truly evolving the art and technique into her own signature style of modern abstract, fluffed and swirled and luxuriously designed, sustainably driven in beauty and body wellness. Coco X's handmade premium soaps and butters are slowly batched, by hand, purely infused and crafted with organic, hydrating and skin replenishing plant-based ingredients, consciously made with love and wellness in mind. Join me in welcoming Kim to our New York Now podcast. Hi, Kim. Hey, how are you? I am fine. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been a good day. Making soap. All is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am, I couldn't be more ex- uh, excited to have you joining us uh, today. I know that you and I have been back and forth on Instagram and, uh, you know, you showed so much love and I saw your friend. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, look at this friend. Look at this girl. She's amazing. The collection is beautiful. So I'm super excited that we're able to have this conversation um, today. And I, you know, I'd love to dive right in. Where did it all begin for you? Yes, I would say it all began right before phase one of COVID. But if you want to go just a little further back, uh, just in my family history, um, I come from a family of soap makers. So growing up, um, I would see blocks of soap in the bathroom, in the laundry room. And, you know, as a kid, you really don't pay too much attention to things that are just kind of like just normal to you to see. But we knew that my my aunts made it and we used it frequently. I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area, but my family's from the South, from Georgia. And so we will go down South to, for the summers and the soap and the soap makers and the artisans and the formulators were there right in house. And it was wow. just one of those things that, you know, as a kid, you kind of take for granted, but really don't understand it until you get a little older. And as time progressed, you know, uh, the phase that we're in now, we're still in the midst of the pandemic and the like. And a number mm-hmm. of us had plenty of time on our hands to create and to discover new talent. And that's what happened with me. I am one of those ladies that love handmade products and body butters and perfumes. And I'm just one of those those girls, right? Oh, me too. Are you kidding? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So I would say February of 2020, um, this was really kind of the, the start of folks staying home and, you know, working from home. And I was you know, wondering what was I going to actually do with my time? And Mm -hmm. there was a small uh, gift shop that sold body butters that I loved, right? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, she went out of business because of this. And so sometimes during those times, you learn how to create. And at that time, I, I started creating my own body butters and of course, YouTube takes you to different algorithms of soap making. So yes. from body butters to all kinds of things. 
And I started having a conversation with my mother about the soap making and how I was pulling together my recipes. Because with soap making, uh, Mm -hmm. it can be a beautiful thing. You can create uh, soaps based on the oils that's best for your skin, uh, what kind of lather you want. Um, Do you want bubbly? Do you want more uh, creamy creamy in nature? You know, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. So that's what I, I decided to do. And in these conversations with my mom, she went back to say, hey, you remember uh, Auntie Lucy used to make soap? And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you are so right. (laughs) Right. You thought about (laughs) it, right? Right. And so, you know, we started talking about it and talking about the process of how she did it. And Mm -hmm. it's just something that just hit me. I mean, it was like almost the ancestors started guiding my hands as I was making the soap and it became second nature to me. Um, Although my soap is a little different. (laughs) I have colors. (laughs) Of course, of course. (laughs) I have colors. I've I've sculpted it. uh, But I I wanted to be fun. You know, Um, it was something that was born out of necessity for my family that they made on their own. And just Mm -hmm. an interesting fun fact, um, you know, I said I'm one of those ladies that love you know, the perfumes and the like, and so were my aunts. And back then they used to purchase Avon. And of course, yeah. Yes, it was, yes, yeah, yes. That, was, that was the thing back then. Right. But see, yeah. Avon at that time used to pour their perfume in bottles. It did not come in a spray. And yes. so what they would use is the Avon fragrance to fragrance their soaps. So oh, I yeah. thought that was interesting, you know, that they did it that way and that they used, um, they strained their, um, their used cooking oil you know, right. to make the soap. So found that to be interesting. And I just, you know, I'm just carrying the tradition on of making the soaps and that's how I got started and gifting them to family and friends. And, yeah. you know, it started getting a little hectic when they were pushing me for soap. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because everybody wants them. So, it, you know, just sort of, you know, I'm going back to when you mm-hmm. mentioned being a child and seeing all these blocks of soaps. I mean, that had to be mm-hmm amazing just wondering like where they came from and the fact that you know they're coming from home uh and and also you know what stands out is that how resourceful um, you know we talk about you know sustainable practices now but really when you look back I mean thinking that they would be so forward in using uh cooking oil it was hydrating and and mm-hmm. taking a fragrance and infusing it I mean that that just um it really speaks to uh the creativity and, and, and innovation uh, in, in a time where people solely had to really rely on that and their hands. So I think it's I think it's extraordinary that you have that legacy in your family. And you also mentioned that, you know, during this time of the pandemic, you know, people get creative. And for you, um, that aha moment started, like it, it just, was it just also having time on your hand and thinking about how to go forward? Yes. um, The aha moment became also when you started having fun with creating the product. But then also for me, it was giving the soap life, meaning giving them a name. Right. So thinking, yeah, thinking those things through was important for me. The whole process of getting ready in the morning from the time you wake up to your shower, that whole process of what do you want to feel like for the day? You know, that whole self, the whole self-esteem process um, of just, you know, getting yourself ready to conquer the world, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. um, And you're doing that. And so for me that, I mean, that was part of my process and just understanding what I wanted to see for the soap. Um, 
everything I do with the soap making is is really curated. I mean, I even have a, a shower playlist because when I'm in the yes, shower, I was going to talk about yes, that. yes, and your playlist I, on your site. I think that's <laughs> so fantastic. I mean, yeah, I, and I was listening to it was as I was perusing through, and mm-hmm. I thought, look at you have the playlist. I think I, that's amazing. Um, of course, I want to dive deeper, but before we go further, I'd love to kind of loop back. I know you mentioned those conversations with your mom and talking about your aunts and, and their soap making. What was that moment like for your family? What was their reaction and knowing that you were revitalizing uh, their legacy in soap making once they really saw like, oh my God, it's happening. It's here. There's the collection. Uh, what was that like for you? It was it was amazing because the phone call started. Okay. So my mom, she wanted to call her first cousins to make sure that they had the process right and they remember what it was like to be in the home while the soap making was going on. And yeah, yeah. And they and they talked about and they talked about how, you know, um, my aunt would make the soap outside because there was a lie involved. So you want to make sure that you're careful with that. And um, they, they prepared it outside. They actually cured the soap, as I do in my process, for four to six weeks. Um, mm-hmm. They used um, actual, um, it was aluminum molds at the time so that you can get the shape of the soap. And then yeah. they cut it. And so for them, it was, a, it was a proud moment because no one, after two generations, had not touched soap making. Right. I hadn't, you know, never thought about it. But it was one of those things that, you know, you get get a call from a cousin. Hey, you, you heard you're making soap. Did you know that your Auntie Lucy did this? And I'm yes, like, yes, I remember. And, you know, I started talking to my brother about it. And he remembers it. And wow. um, it was just one of those feelings that, you know, you you don't take for granted. And you just want to do your best with it because, you of know, course. that it's, it's, it's deeper. To me, it's deeper than soap. It's, it's a family legacy. Of course. And and I have to say, I, I know we've talked in previous conversations is that I'm so um, I'm deeply inspired by the threads uh, that continue through family and you sort of taking this task after two generations. That's that's really amazing. And I'm sure that they are immensely uh, proud of you. Um, I'd love to jump into I know that part of your process and part of in building your brand, I know that sustainability and, and value principles are hugely important to you. Uh, and of course, highly important for today's consumer, conscious consumer in that market. Um, what are some of the sustainable principles that buyers and retailers should know about your brand? Um, it's all recycled material. And when you think about bar soap, once you're done with the soap, you're done. It's it's no waste. Um, you, we don't use the the plastic bottles that you may have with the liquid soaps. Uh, it disintegrates, and again, it's zero waste, and that's what I love. Interesting enough, I've always been a bar soap person. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I, yeah. So for me, I just I just feel clean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love just holding a bar of soap. Yes, it's the feel of the soap. It's beautiful. The design, I, I love holding it. So, yeah. Yes, it's it's the design. It's it's one of those things that, you know, the, it lathers differently than regular liquid soap. And so to me, that's important. I mean, once we're gone from this earth, I mean, you're going to have your legacy here to be here. And so whatever I can do to ensure that sustainability, I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. And I'm starting with my brand. And I started from day one with that thought process is not something that I had to incorporate later on, which can be kind of difficult for brands to do. 
But if you started on the onset of thinking about sustainability and how you can move forward with that, protecting the earth and providing that to your consumer, I mean, you've you've already started, you know, on a good foot. So that's that's how I look at it. And Mm -hmm. I want my consumers to know that that brand strategy for sustainability is, is already there. Yeah, it, it's built in. And and Kim, why is that so? Why is that so important for you? I mean, it, you started with that. It was it was in the very beginning for you. You know, I I think it was just second nature. It was the right thing to do. I come from I'm Gen X, so you come from a generation of no littering. <laughs> you come from <laughs> exactly. I remember I remember growing up when the recycling bin started coming into the neighborhoods. Yeah. I mean, yes. we've been recycling for a long time. So for me, it was second nature to make sure that I was using recyclable material when I thought about yeah. building a brand that I would have something that you know decreased my footprint on this earth. So yeah. all of those things are important to me. And so again, it, it was second nature for me to start that way and to continue on with that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it totally aligns. It makes so much sense. And as you said, if you can tap into it very early on, it just makes it easy to integrate. But I also will tell brands, get inspired and, and bring in those sustainable uh, value principles. It's really important. I'd love to, to loop back to um, your technique uh, and your approach in that. Uh, to talk a little bit about, about method and, and process. It's all about thoughts initially. It's thoughts and then taking those thoughts into action. Um, when I when I start my soap making process, you know, I am, I mean, actually just true transparency, I'm totally relaxed. I'm, you know, if I'm not having a great day, then I may not make soap that day, right? But when I make the soap, it's made with love. It's one of those things I, I'm telling Alexa to play Tony Braxton or whomever I want to listen to. My favorite. Oh my yes. God. Her. <laughs> She's amazing. Yes. So whoever I want to listen to that day, just to, you know, get me in the right head space of making the soap. Um, you know, I have a variety of different attributes within my soap. Um, the base of most of the soaps are casserole, coconut oil, and olive oil. Um, if I'm using, um, if I'm making a premium soap, that's when you add your shea butters and your cocoa butters and the like, and you start melting down the oils and you start combining and you start thinking about that artisan process of your recipe. Because the beauty of artisan soaps is the recipe. You can create the recipe of how you want to feel, how you want your skin to feel for that soap. And so when I do that, as I'm melting down the oils, I'm combining them, I'm processing the lye, um, I'm making sure that the soap is at trace. Trace means the thickening of the soap because it's, mm-hmm. it's a total process in that you don't want it too thin, you don't want it too thick. Um, you wanna make sure it's just right so you can begin to sculpt the soap. Um, once I do that, the soap cures for four to six weeks. I typically like my soap to cure for six weeks because it gets a nice hard bar of soap, very yeah. lathery, yeah. And so in doing that, it takes patience. You know, it's like my little babies. I'm watching them, (laughs) you know, from from the first pour of the oils um, to the fragrances. I do curate my own scents. And so when I was curating those scents and developing those, I started just just mixing and layering things because I think about fragrances as Sometimes your superpower, right? Yeah, of course. Walk by someone and they're like, "Oh my god, what do you have on?" Exactly. Some, people, some people will, you know, divulge and tell them what you know what they have on, but it can be almost your superpower that you know yeah. it's something that's for you. And that's what I think about as I'm, you know, just intentionally making the soap and this whole process for me. 
Yeah, that that you know, I I love how you know you're you're a beauty wellness brand, um, but just how you've explained uh, that your process and the technique begins with mental wellness. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's really powerful and and very uh, conscious on on many levels. And I think that you know, as you mentioned early on when you leave the house, how do you want to smell? How do you want to feel? And the yes, fact yes. that you have um, a product um, that can align with that, that can make you realize and that can really capture a mood for you. I think that's amazing. And once again, um, knowing that you want to be in a certain place before you even start, um, that that speaks volumes. And of course, to the playlist that's on your website. You know, I, as I mentioned, my, my family's from the South and, yes. you know, with cooking, you know, it's it's one of those things you can tell food that's made with love, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. small batch and, and slow made before. Yes. Fun. Yes. And that's, <laughs> that's exactly how I think about soap making because mm-hmm. it's a process and it can easily go wrong. It really can't. <laughs> so, yeah, so you definitely want to be in the right mind space um, so that whatever energy you're projecting that day, it, 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 it feels good. It feels yeah. good while making it. Yep. Well, That's- I have to say that it translates. I mean, when people you. see your product and smell it, they're definitely going to, to recognize that. You know, I'd love to, I know that brand and identity has been just a, a real definer for you. And it really, it shows Um you know, when I look at your collection, I, I see a collection that is vibrant and mood lifting. Um, you know, your colors are bold and fresh. And, and it feels like, for me, it feels like your bars are kind of strung, um, snuggled between a piece of abstract art and the most decadent dessert or assortment at a chic bakery. That's how when I look at it, I want this, I want this, I want that, I want to taste that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to talk about um, branding uh, and messaging and of course, uh, aesthetics. Yeah. So when I, when I thought about the brand, I, um, I wanted something that was vibrant in colors. I am a nineties girl. I loved everything about the nineties from the music to the clothes to the colors. Yes. Yes. So you'll see a lot of the tribal patterns that are, uh, in the soap labels, um, I have my soap names are very interesting. And so I have soap names such as Pretty Ricky, Pretty Nikki, Homecoming, <laughs> Lavender and Chill, um, Coco uh-huh. Bay. And what's interesting is that it's it's funny because when people, when my customers see my soap and sometimes they get it, they're like, oh my God, Pretty Ricky, right? <laughs> and, when we think of, and, and when we think about a Pretty Ricky, we think about a guy who's very into his looks. He of cares course. about, you know, his outer appearance. Of what he course he about. does. Right, right. So <laughs> that's why I picked the name because it's, it's more of a masculine scent. Most of my scents are gender neutral. Some of them are yes. on the more, the more masculine side. But yeah. you think about him when you're bathing in this. You want to look good. You want to smell good. Pretty Nikki. She's the pretty girl in the neighborhood. Um, she's upscale. She's flirty. She smells good. So those are some of the names that I came up with. I love. I love those names. I, I feel yeah. like because you're you're. Um, it's like you've thought about um, customers. You've thought about people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and these are people that we we know we work with them we we pass them by we meet them in random spaces yes. and uh, and there are personalities and and an aura attached to that so I, I do think that you know your names really speak to to people They're like you know you could see that name and go you know what 
I know a guy like pretty Ricky yes. for them or I, I know her. So I was, you know, it was part of my other question to sort of ask you um, what, you know, like what inspires and captures, you know, because it kind of, you know, conveys the message. And, and when you do that for, um, for a scent profile, what is that process for you? And if you figure out this really interesting name. Yes. So I'll give you an example. So with homecoming, so um, I went to an HBCU, a historically black college or university. I went to Virginia yes. State. University. Virginia State. Yeah, yes. I saw. Yes, I went to Virginia State. And so if you know anything about HBCU homecomings, you know that it's a fashion show. It's a family reunion. It's a celebration it's of black. Extravaganza. Yes, it is an extravaganza. Right. Yes. So, <laughs> so, and the band is amazing. Yes. Yes. It's a good time. It's, a, it's it an is. excellent time. Right. Yes. So when I thought about homecoming, I wanted to I thought about the process of getting ready for homecoming. Right. It starts. Mm-hmm. It starts with just, I mean, actually people start thinking about what are they going to wear in the yard that day? Exactly. Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to create a scent that again was gender neutral. Um, Homecoming. I mean, it's a mix of scents from peach wood and patchoula. It's, it's a nice woodsy, but yet subtle scent. Um, It's one of those things that you, you may have never scented that before and I've gotten that and people have said oh my god what is that I said well it has some hints of raspberries patchoula peach wood and the like and they're like well I love that I want that and so that is one of the scents that I mean it's it's very popular extremely popular amongst my customers and it's one of those things that I I took extreme thought in thinking about it because it's part of me homecoming and um it's one of those things that even folks that have never attended a HBCU, I've had a customer come in, uh, yeah. it was a couple, and they was like, homecoming. And because I have a picture of some cheerleaders and a, yes. a band member on the label. And I said, well, yeah, um, you know, at homecoming, it's a big event. And they said, yes, because we live near Howard University. We know exactly yeah. what it's about. Exactly. They never attended, but they but, knew. But they know the history. Yes, yes. They and it is the best time, so. Yes, absolutely. I mean, now I'm really kind of seeing like, wow, all of these pieces that have come into your branding and identity around it. It's, and I, I, once again, I love that it is so people-centered. I mean, it's like you're taking these really uh, rich experiences and it's in the brand. And I think that that's really authentic and that that kind of uh, messaging really resonates uh, with, with buyers, retailers, with customers, with people. I'd love to kind of just loop back to, you know, if you're, Kim, so you're going to do a particular collection and you decide that it's a certain floral or a certain um, scent that you might notice, is it, is it kind of process of people first that kind of inspire Like, you know, as we do with like a pretty Ricky or so forth, or, or is it scent or is it just kind of a fusion of, of its both of where you start? Because some people say, well, you know, I love to start with like the scent or I decide that I want to work in lavender and then I decide that. So for you, is it a combination or does it start in a certain place first? For me, it starts with people. Yeah. It, it they, they come to my mind initially. Um, I think I had the people in mind first, then the sense came because I thought about the personalities and what that person, you know, what scent may attract them. And so when I started creating Lavender and Chill, I wanted something that wasn't so medicinal, 
mm-hmm. and the lavender, but then it was light and it was relaxing. And when I think about lavender and chill, sometimes you're thinking about couples and you're just thinking about, you know, a relaxing day after work and mm-hmm. you want to decrease, decrease anxiety. So what does that smell like to me? And so to me, that may be a hint of lavender, a hint of apple. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that I have to see it first in my mind, see the person, and then I can start layering the scents. And that's how it works for me. Again, what is what is the customer missing? Uh, what kind of, how can I make life better, uh, more yeah. fun, uh, more connected? And the fact that you have thought about all of this in designing art, um, artisan soaps and butters, it, it, you know, I just think it's it's fantastic. I mean, it really is because that's where I want to shop. I want to shop with brands who have thought about my life, how I might live, and what I might need. So I I, I think that that's great. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about, you know, when we talk about say, you know, hydrating the skin and moisturizers and so forth, you know, are there ingredients that in the market that we're missing, that we're underestimating how wonderful they are for the skin. Um, Because I think that sometimes, you know, there's one thought says, well, that's really thick on my skin, or I didn't know that that would make it nice and smooth, or, you know, how do I retain moisture? Um, I'd love for you to give us some insight on, say, if we're using your product and say we're using a body butter, um, you know, how are they used? I know that, is it right after a shower? Is it before, you know, like how, how is that? Because I, I say to myself, when I take a shower, I've always mm-hmm. been told that when your skin is moist, mm-hmm. it's like the best time to use like your oil or your body butter because, you know, it'll hold on to the moisture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that correct or is it something different? No, that is correct. That is correct. However, especially in winter months and the colder months, um, with uh, whip shea butter, with whip shea butter um, and whip body butters that I have is the shea butters, the casseroles, the coconut oil that are mixed in. Um, I do use something called arrowroot powder. Um, it's from a plant. It helps yeah. to separate the oils and that make you so oily, um, mm-hmm. but still provides a great moisture. Now, depending on the type of skin that you have, you may want to use body butter, you know, twice a day. It doesn't have to necessarily be directly out of the shower. However, that is the best time to use it. But I have customers that use it throughout the day because your hands can to get dry. You're washing them quite frequently as we are now. So you can use it at any time of the day. Now, one thing I have added into my soap product that you normally um, see in hair products is castor oil. Castor oil is an absolute amazing oil. It is very nourishing for the skin. It brings a different lather to uh, the actual bar of soap. It is absolutely amazing. And I wanted to use that in soap because I remember actually my mom using that in my hair growing up. So it was, yes, yes, it was on the scalp. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to add that into the soap, add the castor oil into the soap to blend it with the other oils. Voila. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're, you're speaking my language, all of those butters and oils. Yes, yes. It makes such a difference on your skin and even on your hair, especially if you have curly hair. And it's, you know, that hydration and holding it in. And it also, you know, what I find um, is this wonderful luster 
um, that you have on the skin. And who doesn't want that? I mean, it's, it's just, you Absolutely. know, moisturized and hydrated skin. And you're right, you know, with like washing your hands. I mean, I know I, I go through that because we are like, it's winter. We're, we're keeping our hands clean. So I love a good, you know, kind of butter uh, to go over my hands and elbows and, and all of those places that, that always need some moisture. So A wonderful scent as well. I had a customer tell me once that the uh, lavender and chill reminded her of um, she grew up in St. Thomas and that it took her back to her childhood. So I was like, wow. Okay. So the whole people process in that yeah. Okay, it may be working. <laughs> I, I, Kim, I think it is. I mean, you know, it, it's transporting people. There are all these layers of human connection in there. And once again, yeah. uh, it, it's just great. It really is. Uh, I'd love to talk about, because I'm excited, because you are going to be debuting at New York now. And uh, of course, you know, you're preparing for our winter show and how exciting is that? Um, and for our attendee listeners, I, I do want to note uh, that you will find Coco uh, X Artists and Soaps in our Indie Now section in booth 1753. Definitely uh, note that down. Um, and what are you most looking forward to about the show? Well, um, this will be my first show. Um, so I am looking forward to the networking piece with the other creators, uh, the other makers that are in, at the exhibit. Uh, I want to learn. Um, there is an opportunity for growth. I'm a new business. Um, so this is the space that I want to be in, that I want to be able to share ideas to increase my, my people. You know, you have your core group of people that you connect with. And this is it. This is the space that I want to be in. I want to uh, hear from the retailers. You know, I think I know what you want, but the retailers and the buyers, they will be there to tell you this is what they're looking for in their stores or looking for what they're interested in purchasing. Um, this is going to be an opportunity because I'm in the Indie Now Emerging Brands. Um, there's an opportunity for feedback. Um, so I'm excited about that. I was informed that one of my soaps, uh, Coco Love, was selected to be presented uh, behind, this one is going, it's going to be in a showcase behind the information desk. So go check me out. So you'll see Coco yeah. there. So that was, that was really nice to hear that, you know, the soap is getting a bit of attention in that respect. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I'm really looking for a growth opportunity here. Um, and so again, connecting with the buyers and the makers, um, developing lifelong relationships, because this is this is what it is, is, you know, this is a renaissance period for a lot of us that are coming to the mm -hmm. uh, exhibit for the first time. And it, when I say that renaissance period, because a number of us have started during the COVID. <laughs> time course, yeah, the, exactly. At phase uh, one. Right. So this is like the, the progression of that. We pushed. Right. And now we're in this space and I, I felt that, hey, you know, if I'm good enough to be here, I can really sell myself, sell this product, present myself in a way that buyers, retailers and other people want to work with me. So I am just truly humbled by that. Um, and interesting enough, the way I found out about New York now, I was just thinking I was making soap one day and I and I said, you know what, I, I want to be on, you know, Oprah's uh, greatest, what, I think it's Oprah's her, her, her favorite thing. Yes, Oprah's favorite <laughs> things, right? So I'm, I'm Googling, it, absolutely. Right. I want to be on that list. Oh yes, so amazing. Right. So I Googled um, Oprah's um, greatest things, and so New York Now came up. 
They said, these are the, these are the shows that typically, you know, she finds her brand. Yes, and does. yes. So I started searching up New York now and, you know, reached out and I'm here. So, you know, it was one of those things of just taking a leap and just kind of thinking through, you know, where, where do you want to see yourself? Where do you want to see your brand and how do you even get there? Um, I didn't grow up in a family of entrepreneurs, so I'm starting from the ground up. I mean, I'm what you call a bootstrap um, company in a sense that you are self-funded, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're, you're, you're funding yourself and you're, you're learning almost as you go. So again, this is a, a great space for me to be in. And I am so looking forward, so privileged to be here. <laughs> oh my God. We are so privileged that you, that you chose us um, and that you find value uh, in our market. And I have to say, in addition to Oprah's favorite things, there have been several brands uh, at market that have made that list. And mm-hmm. so you are uh, along the right path uh, in that with joining New York now. Um, but once again, you know, the fact that you are a new business, and as you said, you know, bootstraps, you're starting and you know, we love uh, those types of partnerships as well. You know, we have our long established brands, uh, but we have our new brands and, and we're, you know, here to kind of help you navigate uh, at market and to introduce yourself. And so uh, once again, I'm really happy that you chose us. Uh, to We're delighted to have you uh, in our New York Now family. So I tell you, I, I could, you know, I could I could chat with you for hours. <laughs> you know, um, one more thing I, I do, I know you mentioned about, you know, wanting to connect with buyers and retailers, of course. And and what are some of the things that, that they can expect in building relationship with your brand? Absolutely. Consistency. Um, good one. Very good. Yes, consistency. And I say that because, you know, I've, I've worked in corporate America for 21 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what was important to me when working with customers is that they were reliable they were consistent and they communicated. You know, every day is not a good day, but I communicated with my customer. Uh, they knew that working with me, uh, they were going to get a solid product and they knew what to expect. No surprises. But then they also had that personable side of me as well. Um, I enjoy people. Um, I enjoy my work and it shines through. So when you're dealing with someone that actually loves what they're doing, You'll feel it in the work, in the partnership, and what you want to have is a trusted partner. And that's what I bring to the table. And so I'm interested for uh, buyers and retailers to understand my product and making sure that we have an organic fit and that we continue a lifelong partnership. And I'm interested in uh, moving forward with that. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very well said. Um, And it is so obvious with your brand that you are uh, not only authentic, uh, you're intentional, um, it's rooted, it's grounded, um, there, there's legacy, but there's this, you know, bold look for the future and you've, you've braved um, your own path and evolving that process and really coming into your own signature uh, style. And I think that that is um, just incredible. So they are going to be meeting someone who's really spectacular and they should also go and follow you socially because they'll see just how engaged I'm in. I'm on your Instagram all the time because <laughs> there's something that's going to make me smile. There's someone raving about a scent that they bought. Um, you know, there's you doing a, a video and, you know, you're kind of a mixologist and it's just a, 
it's a wonderful uh, thing to watch and experience and click in order. So uh, they are going to be meeting a really, really special person. Um, I can't thank you enough uh, for joining us today, Kim. Uh, it's been a super awesome conversation. And I'm, I too am so excited to re-experience your brand uh, at Market Poco X. Uh, and once again, I'm going to remind the listeners over and over again that you can connect uh, with Kim and Booth 1753. Uh, and then I'd love to loop back uh, to ask where and how, in addition to at the show, where and how can our audience uh, follow and connect with you? Sure. Um, my uh, social media Instagram is Coco, C-O-C-O-X-O-S-1. Um, also, if you uh, ever make a trip to the Washington, D.C. area, uh, my soap is also located at a space called Arts to Nation. Um, it's at the beautiful National Harbor, just right outside of Washington, D.C., maybe 15 minutes. Um, and so uh, Arts to Nation is a market. It's beautiful. It's a art gallery, retail space. Um, and we have resident artists. You have Coco Exo there. You have jewelry makers and the like. It's about 10 resident artists there. Uh, and we're there and we're happy to assist you with all your special gifts. Uh, we're at 162 Waterfront Street. Uh, and the space is sponsored by the Prince George's County Arts and Humanities Council. It's grant funded. And as long as we have the grant, we'll be in the space. I love that. How lovely is that? So we will see you February the 6th through the 9th at New York Now, and we couldn't be more excited. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. To connect with Kim and learn more about Coco X, visit CocoXOS.com and follow on Instagram at CocoXOS1. Thank you for listening to the New York Now podcast. Make sure to tune in weekly for engaging and insightful conversations, touching on the most relevant topics facing our community today. Visit NewYorkNow.com to learn more about our market and how you can join in on the conversation.